back again i feel a little congested i don't know i i feel like my podcast voice is off today <laughs> um but yeah man it's a just try bro it's a good week it's a good week we finally have seen the big three have a chip in the armor oh yeah what's going on man what's happened we have a lot of news what did uh what antics did curios pull this week uh-oh. Stay tuned for that. Now, why is it called the Southern Western? I looked it up. Thank it's you. a fin- it's a financial group based in Cincinnati. Oh. So they're the sponsors of the tournament. Okay. That okay. is why it is named the Southern Western. Well, they made a good investment because that tournament was awesome this year. So it was. Yeah, good for them. Now on to the women. We have a champion, Madison Keys, out of nowhere again. Good for her. Um, I told you I liked her forehand. You did. You yeah. did. We had people that you didn't think would make it so far, make it far. You had Venus Williams making it to the quarterfinals. Good, good. You had um, Svetlana Kuznetsova, who's a former champion, two-time Grand Slam champion. She made it to the finals. Mm. And as a matter of fact... She could not play at the City Open because her passport, she had passport problems, so she couldn't play. So it was fixed. So she was able to play in um, Cincinnati. Okay. So you have people that you wouldn't think would make it so far, and they made it that far. Are you surprised of all these names that I just mentioned make it so far? In the women's draw? No. In the women's draw, are these people that are far off our list of favorites to win it? Yeah, for sure. But in the women's draw, are you ever surprised when the top eight seeds disappear and the the next 20 seeds take over the draws? Not really, especially because like people like Venus, you know, sometimes she's hot, sometimes she's not. Very streaky performer. But um, were there any surprises in the men's draw? There was. There was. What happened? We will mention that a little later. Uh Uh-oh. Now, we did talk about Venus. Yeah. She did make it to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. She lost to the eventual champion, Madison Keys. Significant loss then. That's right. good. Um, I know I asked you this last week, but does that change your mind as her run at the U.S. Open? It's hard to say, man. Venus is, I think we've had this discussion where because of her immune system disorder and her her health, you know, we can see her go to a final of one tournament and then drop out the first round of the next, and she'll be putting in the same amount of effort. I don't think it's a lack of training or technique or anything. It's just health, you know? How much is your fitness going to back you when you play these matches? You know, it's a two-week-long tournament, so I'm going to hope for the best and say I think she'll make a deep run if she's clearly timing and hitting that ball well right now. If she doesn't play any more tournaments between now and then, I think we can expect her to make a solid run. I I actually think she can make a solid run if she's not tired. Yeah. She did make it last year to the quarters before getting thumped by Serena. Which is fair. Which is fair, sure. Yeah. Uh, this week, she played top caliber level early. Uh-huh. She's not going to play that at the U.S. Open. 
Yeah. Most likely she'll be playing a qualifier here, a 60th player in the world there. Mm. So she could make it to the third round easily for sure. Yeah. So it's going to be up to her health, whether mm. or not she can hold up or not. So going on to Barty, she did regain the number one spot. Man, that spot has been Oof. going up and down. Yeah. Uh, are you surprised that Osaka lost it? Yeah, I am. Um, I thought this was Osaka season, honestly, you know. Uh, we're getting around that time of the year where I expect Osaka to start to win a bit more. But on the flip side, we're getting around that time of the year where Osaka's protecting points, not gaining points. So maybe that's why um, Osaka has nothing to truly gain from the U.S. Open points. Why? So, you know, it's in the ball's in Barty's court at this point. You know, I think them having the one and two seeds going into this tournament won't differentiate too much from their results. So. You know, as long as they stay where they're at now, they should be fine. The only thing she has to lose is a big drop in the rankings. We saw at the French Open where Halep was the defending champion. Mm. She was three in the world. She lost in the quarters and dropped to number eight in the world. Yeah. If it wasn't for her winning Wimbledon, she wouldn't go back up. Yeah. So Osaka, definitely, she could drop out of the top ten if oh, she loses sure. real early. For That's sure. for sure. Now, the big controversy in her match, she was playing Sophia Kennan, who is an American big-time performer right now in the summer. She mm. defeated Serena Williams at the French Open. She won Mallorca, beating Kerber, the tune-up tournament before Wimbledon. Mm. She's had big, big wins. Mm. Now, the big controversy there was Osaka had a knee problem, and she's serving a third set 2-0 mm. on her serve. It's 15-love, and she just goes to her chair and mm. calls for um, a uh, uh, trainer right away. Mm. What do you think about that? This is the girl that uh, she was playing Osaka when she called her trainer? This was Osaka calling the trainer. Oh. And Osaka was up or down? She was down 2-0. <sighs> it's not looking too hot mentally for her. Um, that's a hard one to call there because... Being down one break in the third is not that bad. Um, you have a lot of time to recover the break and get back in the match, and you need to protect your points. Like You have nothing to lose by staying in that match, right? So um, that makes me think that maybe she is having a tweak in her knee or maybe something's hurting. But let's hope not. Let's hope that it's just her being mentally weak and that she can – overcome that and we'll see her at the u.s open after a few good early wins she did make it to 40 15 but decided not to continue yeah. so she retired now here's where the controversy come it's a rule problem uh -huh. it used to be to where if you got cramps you can't call a trainer for cramps yeah they've now uh, adjusted that rule mm -hmm. but it was to where you cannot quit in the middle of a game mm -hmm. you have to wait until after the game yeah osaka was able to quit Mm. Now, a lot of announcers got really livid about that. Mm. Mary Jo Fernandez, who is a part of a Fetter team, mm. she defended Osaka saying, well, what do you want her to do? She has a messed up knee. Yeah. Do you think uh, the rules should be adjusted? What do you think about that? I'm a big fan of the tough guy aspect of like fight through it, make it work and go out gracefully. Um, but... The humane side of me is going, look, I'm clearly not going to win this match. Why jeopardize my health? I have a complete tour to uh, play on. 
I'm not really opposed to if a trainer approves it. I think maybe there should be a trainer present to go, this player should not play any longer. Or this player can stay out there if they please or leave, which means not quit until the game's over. You know, um, letting a player just decide, oh, I'm done. That's so dumb to me. I think that it should be professionally decided. But, I mean, that's also tough to call because then you got to have a medical trainer come out there for a good five minutes mid-game and go, okay, this person should no longer play on this injury. I mean, it's ruining the game anyway. So, And that's what Brad Gilbert and Paul Anacone were saying, mm. who were uh, former coaches and now uh, announcers. Yeah. They're saying it ruins the flow of the game. Yeah, You should wait until the game is over before calling yeah. a trainer. Now, if they're going to start doing that, they need to change the rule then. Yeah. Because Osaka's looking bad at this point because they're all, oh, she's the one doing it, so it's on her. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Now, here's another big thing, which is really just bad as well. When the medical timeout used to go, you used to get 12 minutes, period. Mm-hmm. After that, if it goes over, you ask for another medical timeout. Yeah. And then if it, it seeks that, you retire. Mm-hmm. Now, the trainer is assessing you. That takes 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. They're doing that without charging time. You oh, know what wow. I mean? Yeah. So after the assessment... Then they start the time. And mm-hmm. then they say, okay, now we're going to start the time. What do you think about that rule? Terrible. Terrible. If you need 20 minutes of support, get off the court. You lose the match. You came into a match unfit or you were put in a state where you can no longer play tennis. Get off the court. Uh, I do think it's important to get medically treated and examined, but that's for before and after a match, you know? So let's make this after the match. It's over now. I'm sorry, but you clearly are uncomfortable playing tennis at this point in time. And if you truly need a professional to examine you, yeah, I'm sorry. Finish your game, get off the court, get examined. Let's see if after the changeover you can play or not. But it, the clock needs to run immediately. Right, I agree. You know, if you if you take 10 minutes to determine if you can continue a match, I think the crowd, the fans, the professionals, everyone would agree that's fine. 10 minutes is not that long. But, you know, we're we're sneaking up on 20 minutes now. You know, that's the length of some sets. Exactly. So that can't happen. So the rule needs to be changed. Yeah. Or they um, <clears throat> they just have to go with it. But I really think the rule needs to be changed so mm. some people just don't look bad. Because yeah. Osaka came, uh, they looked at her as if, oh, she's being a baby. Mm. So that's not a good look for her. Now going on to the men. Talking about uh, unstableness, Cincinnati was very unstable for the men as well. You mm. didn't get the dominance of Federer, Ki- uh, curious Federer, Djokovic. We had so many people making so much noise. Mm. First of all, we both of us would like to apologize to Nishioka. He did <laughs> beat Alex Diminor. He did. He, he did. did, and then fell in the next round. So, sir, we apologize to you. Yes. My hot take was not so hot. <laughs> yes. We had uh, we had Richard Gasquet making it to the semis. We had uh Richard Daniel. Gasquet played well. He did, he, he did. He played well. We had Medvedev win the title. We had Gofan make it to the finals. So we had so much unstableness. Yeah. Djokovic lost in the semifinals. Mm. Federer lost in the quarters. Yeah. What do you think about those results? Um 
I didn't actually watch the Djokovic match. I regret not seeing that. Um, but as far as the Federer match goes, it didn't really shake my confidence as far as how his performance will look in the U.S. Open. Um, I think that the five set full distance and, you know, him shaking a little bit of the rust off the wheels as he prepares to go into the U.S. Open, he'll be fine. He'll do okay. And Novak, I mean, considering I didn't watch the match, I'm glad he bled a little bit. You know, he was completely invincible. So I'm sure it will have nothing of an effect on his U.S. Open run. Period. Yeah, most likely not. Yeah. But um, he showed that he is human. Yeah, That's exactly. That's for sure. Now, hats off to Medvedev. Mm. Medvedev made it to three consecutive finals. He made it to the City Open final, mm-hmm. Toronto final, and he won Cincinnati. Mm. Do you think he has a shot to make some noise at the U.S. Open? I hope his draw is clean. I hope he has a good, clean draw. Um, I just hope his body is not tired. Three straight finals. Those are some long tournament weeks. And now you're going into a five-setter slam. If you have a lengthy draw with the wrong set of players where you're really running back and forth for a few hours, I don't see him going too far in the U.S. Open. But at least I do see him stacking up points, and hopefully we see him really pop off somewhere else later down the line. He's playing really well. I'm still not a big, big fan of his strokes, but I'm supporting him. He's, you know, he's doing really well, so good for him. Medvedev does do really well against the top players as well. Yeah. Believe it or not. He's 5-0 and or 6-0 and against Stefano Sissipas. I believe that. And that's really surprising. I believe that. Now, here's a stat. A lot of these players are actually doing better against Djokovic than they're doing against Nadal and Federer. Uh-huh. We have Kyrgios, obviously, 2-0. Uh-huh. He's 1-3 against Federer. Mm. He's 2-4, 2-5 against Nadal. Yeah. Then we got Medvedev. He has losing records against all three, but... He's beaten Djokovic two times in a row. Sheesh. He's beaten him in Monte Carlo, mm. and he beat him in Cincinnati. Yeah. Do you think that of the big three, Djokovic is the easiest to beat? I think that Djokovic has – he's like a wall, but he doesn't have that major weapon that we might see from the Fed or Nadal in comparison where, you know, the Fed attacking, no time to think, no you know – it shocks some of the younger players. And then with Nadal, he's probably got the biggest forehand of the big three, the most spin of the big three. And he's just, I think his game also might shock a new up-and-comer. I think that we can see the younger players get acclimated to that Nadal and Fed game, but it's just going to take a lot more time. You know, it's almost shocking because you don't play that type of tennis, you know, in the juniors. It doesn't exist. And you don't run into that from the other young guns that are really talented. Kyrgios might be the closest thing to a Federer you'll run into just because of his craftiness and genius with his shots. But he makes so many loose errors and mistakes that you don't feel the pressure. So, yeah, I think Djokovic, just for his game being technically the most linear of the big three, I think it's easier for some guys to pop off and catch a rhythm. Not to say he's not any less elite, obviously, than the other big two, but... Yeah, maybe Djokovic is just the one that his game's the easiest to digest when you're playing against him. And, you know, if he's not 100% dialed in, you might catch a, a hot streak and pull out a set. So, And that, he is a nutcase. He is a nutcase. He proved it He proved it in Cincinnati against <sighs> Medvedev. Sometimes he just loses his cool for some yeah, reason. I don't, I don't know, know why. why. He needs to control that. 
the crowd is getting to him. People are talking. He's telling them to be quiet. Yeah. Uh, you're an elite player, number one in the world. You're supposed to let that stuff go. Yeah, my if he thing can't control him, that, it's over. We see him mentally super strong. One match, and then easily snaps another one. I don't fully understand that. Is that the steroids, or what is that? <laughs> Are they, like, sparking up on him? or? I, I don't know. That's weird. Because sometimes I think he has a mind of stone, you know? Like yes. He, nothing will phase him no matter what the scoreline is. This guy's taking the same brave shots. No one can phase him. And then the next minute, it's like, dude, you're technically still on serve in the third. Why are you snapping and imploding? So I don't know. I don't know. Now, moving on to Federer, you said you're not worried about him. Mm. Columnists, announcers, experts are worried for Uh him. This is what they said. He will not be protected by Wimbledon ranking. He will be the number two, the three seed Mm. Nadal will be the number two seed. Uh, he will not be protected that way. He will get Nadal's uh, bracket mm. at Wimbledon at the U.S. Open. At the U.S. Open, also, it's very humid. Mm. You saw last year how oh, he could barely you're breathe. right. You're right. He even stated, I'm just happy to get off the court. Yeah. They're saying that he's going to have to win really quick the first three, four rounds in order to save energy quarterfinals up. Mm-hmm. And most likely he will play Novak Djokovic in the semifinals. Right. Do you think he can make it? When you put those uh, stipulations on it, not really. Um, I did forget, you know, this is, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say, but this has been his worst slam to me. Um, I in the think, beginning it wasn't, yeah. but lately it has. Yeah, maybe the last five years, I've not really liked what I see from Fed at the U.S. Open as far as likelihood of winning the slam. This might be the one I think he can win the least, including the French. You know, like in the French, I go, okay, only person that will beat him is Nadal. I think he's that good on clay. He can get to the final or the semifinal based on his draw. With the Australian, obviously, he just won one. With Wimbledon, obviously, he's fed. You know, we we believe in him there. But at the U.S. Open, so a lot of upsets, humidity, the draw. I mean, the draw isn't so big of a deal for me. I do think that there's very few players on the tour that make me go, Fed is in big trouble, you know, outside of the big three. So I'm not too concerned about that. But like you said, match after match after match the conditioning the humidity it's gonna be tough we saw Nadal really prove himself yes you know getting through that draw Wimbledon but I don't see Fed doing that exact same thing ever not ever again and Medvedev went from 10 to 5 so Sissy Pass lost his number five seed Medvedev has it now now experts are saying Medvedev will make noise and will make it to the semifinals. They're saying that if this is the slam that the young guns can make some noise. Yeah, this is their if best chance. If they don't, they're done. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. This is the one slam we've seen the least consistency in champions. This is where we've seen a lot of people pop off. I think the only person I'm surprised didn't pull out a U.S. Open is Stan. Oh, wait, he did win the U.S. Open, right? He no, won the French. He won Australia. Oh, yeah, he won, he won Australia. He won Australia and the French. Yes. No, he won the U.S. Open, didn't he? Did he? 
I, I think he won the uh, Australian, the French. Delpo won in 09. Okay, it's Delpo. Who, Stan has three slam titles. I, I, I don't know. I thought he had two, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I'll think about that. I'm not sure. But, yeah, this is, as I was kind of saying, this is the one where we see the most hostile draws for slams from the men. Um, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope we get a breakthrough this year. Um, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know how the courts are going to play this year. But we do know that some young players feed off of energy, and this is a slam where we see a lot of energy. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Makes sense. Now, Murray did play in Winston-Salem singles. Mm-hmm. He decided he will not play doubles at the U.S. Open. He also said he will play three tournaments in the Asian swing in singles. Mm-hmm. What do you think of his chances in Asia? I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. I support it. Um, we saw him play a really on fire Gasquet and lose by one break each set. I think it's worth testing the waters and doing a few smaller tournaments like that and just seeing where he goes. I do not expect him to win anything significant. I just want to see him maybe get a few rounds in, you know, get the reps in. Maybe you can see a third round, Murray. That'd be nice. And uh, I'll be honest, if I don't see him make some progress in one of these three tournaments, it's time to go back to doubles. Now, are you surprised he's not playing doubles at the U.S. Open? I thought he would. I don't understand why he's not. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. If it has anything to do with an injury, just get off the court, Mary. Yeah, I agree. Now, what was surprising to me is I don't understand why he decided to play the Masters 1000. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, why don't you go to a 250 event? There's enough players there that are at the top of their game where you could test your game. I'm surprised that he did the 1000. But Murray's Murray, whatever. Now... Murray made a prediction. He said that the dominance of Nadal and Federer would end in two years. Mm-hmm. He said that Djokovic would still rule, but Nadal and Federer would drop. Do mm-hmm. you agree with his assessment? Two years, that's pretty fair. Um, I mean, we're talking about in two years, Fed being 40 years old. That's not even a hot take. Yeah, you know, like, I hope he does. <laughs> Um, it seems more of a hot take to say Fed will still be at the top in two years. That's a crazier statement to me. Um, as far as Nadal goes, I mean, I still think he'll be good for some clay runs and some clay tournaments. But, yeah, in two years, I'd be very surprised if Nadal is still going through draws like he did at Wimbledon. Makes sense. Now, big Nostradamus. Murray didn't say why. Better and Nadal would drop. He just said they would drop. Mm. Oh, talking about big obvious. Good job, Murray. <laughs> Good old Murray. Yeah, he's kind of funny. But anyway, going on to the big, big topic news of this week. Mm. Nick Kyrgios. Now, a lot of people, same thing, bashing him. Nobody's really defending him. This time, he's not even getting the defense of Federer. Federer in Italy said when he threw the chair at the uh, court, he said, well, it's better for him to throw something. Who is he hurting? And it's better for him just to go to the back if he doesn't want to be there. He's Mm -hmm. not really hurting anybody. This time, Federer said, 
I don't want to talk about it. Mm. Is that bad for Kyrgios? Now that Federer is in the ATP Council. Uh, yeah. It sounds like Fed is kind of detached from it. He doesn't want his name on it. And now Fed backing him would require some accountability and maybe the, the council. Um, and I think Kyrgios is just not progressing. You know, maybe Fed thought, you know, in time he would grow and he's not seeing it. That's my assumption. Uh, also, Stan did win the U.S. Open 2016. Oh, he did. Okay. 2016. Oh, so he, yeah. win, uh, he won the French Open for sure. Yeah. He beat Nadal in Australia. Yeah. And he did win the U.S. Open. Okay. Yeah. My apologies. I had to double check. <clears throat> so he lost it. The very first penalty was. Now, th- this is complete BS. Mm. The shot clock is there now. We mm-hmm. all know that that shot clock was for Djokovic bouncing the ball 30 times before he serves. Yeah. And Nadal doing his routine. Yeah. Supposedly, Kyrgios took all the time. Mm-hmm. Murphy, that's the guy's a, a chair umpire. That's his name. Mm-hmm. He's had a lot of problems with that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that he was in the match. Mm-hmm. Really surprised. Yeah. He gave him, a, uh, he didn't even give him a warning. Mm-hmm. He penalized the guy right away. Mm-hmm. Now, footage showed that Kyrgios at 28 seconds served, yeah. not 32. Yeah. So is Murphy coming after him? What do you oh, think about yeah. that? His tolerance for Kyrgios is at an all-time low, for sure. Uh, we're starting to see the bias towards certain players, the inequality in tennis. Um and certain people just get treated differently than other people. That's just a fact. You know, there's video footage, there's numeric evidence, statistical evidence, whatever you want to call it. You know, people are being treated differently for the same actions. They're getting different repercussions. Now, Kyrgios wouldn't let that go. Yeah. He just went on and on about it. It affected his whole game. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give Kyrgios in order for him to let that go? Kyrgios, you have what I would think is a guy who wants to back you in the ATP council, you know, um, you're not going to solve anything going crazy on the court. You really got to take all that business off the court. If you want to get these issues handled properly, you know, we could probably go as far as even saying that umpire would never be sitting down on a curious match again. If he did it on a professional level, if he approached the ATP, like I'm selling tickets, I'm winning tournaments, I'm performing and you guys are giving me a guy who I'm consistently being mistreated by. Do something. I promise you, something at least will get done. Because it's true. Are you surprised that they chose him again? There's been three instances where Kyrgios and that umpire have had problems. Uh, are you surprised that he was in that match? I mean, the ATP screwing up. So, I mean, am I surprised the ATP screwing up? No. Am I surprised that guy was there? Yeah, kind of. Come on. I mean, this is an easy decision. You know, take an umpire off one court, put him on that court. Take another guy, put him on the other court. You know, switch him out. Let's take care of business. The second violation was at the end of the second set. Mm. We all know people go to the restroom after a set. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Azarenka has done it tactically and taken 20 minutes to ice the player. Yeah. That's nonsense. Nadal has done it. Yeah. He, I'm surprised he even asked. He asked the chair umpire, Murphy, can I go to the restroom? Yeah. Murphy said no. He went anyway. 
with two rackets, mm. smashed them, came back out 50 seconds later, second point penalty. What do you think about that? Insane. Insane. Um, behind closed doors, breaking rackets to me is much less impactful on the sport and, you know, the audience. Um, and why can't he get a bathroom break granted? I don't understand that. Was the issue? It's between sets, right? Yeah, it was uh, the second set was over. Yeah, I don't understand that. It makes no sense to me. Um, Kyrgios needs to get get things situated with these uh, politics. I I don't. When things are right, they're right. Mm-hmm. And what that is nonsense. What this guy thought that Kyrgios was going to automatically go smash rackets. Is he clairvoyant that he was going to go smash rackets? As I stated, Nadal, uh, Azarin, Nadal did it at the French Open yeah. to ice Dominic team. Yeah. So why can't – oh, and he had to ask the chair to go to the restroom. I yeah. didn't know that they were in the classroom and they were in kindergarten. They can just go. Yeah. That's nonsense. It's complete BS. At the end of the match, he was extremely uh, upset. He mm. lost the third set 6-2 or 6-1, yeah. something along those lines. He was just – he was livid. Yeah, he shook hands with um, Hashinov, uh-huh. and then it was seen that Spit was going towards the. Uh, it wasn't even Murphy. close. It wasn't even close. So you saw it. Do you think it was close? No, it was definitely an act of malice, though. Like, you know, Spit in your direction, but we're talking like a good eight or nine feet of distance. You know, like it's ridiculous. That I don't think that should have been taken too seriously. But, you know, he didn't shake his hand. He walked off to the side. Um, I mean, they were disrespecting each other. No question about it. You know, these guys were mistreating each other out there. His his number one opponent that day was the umpire, not the other player. He then called him a freaking potato. Mm. He's Irish. So that's sort of a discrimination yeah. towards the guy. Do you agree with that tactic? No. I mean... You're not going to get anywhere disrespecting the guy like that. If you want to solve these problems, you got to take it to a more adult professional level. I'm sorry. I understand where he's coming from. It's entertaining for us as spectators. Oh, whoa, he's crazy. Wow. But, yeah, um, you're not going to solve the problem doing it that way. And the next time you have a match, you're going to run into this again. This won't be the last time we see Kyrgios go through this until it clicks in his head. I need to come at this from a different angle to resolve these issues I'm having on the court. As soon as this happened, the U.S. Open announced right away. Um, the umpire that umpired the Serena Williams match, mm. she will not, that umpire will not be in any of her matches. So it won't cause any controversy. Mm. Do you think that was a good idea? It's a great idea. Um, and that's coming from someone who does handle issues typically more maturely than Kyrgios. Um, we don't see a lot of Serena outbursts like we see from Kyrgios. Kyrgios is almost every single tournament, you know, and we've seen Serena outright cheated in matches before. Downright cheated. Poor, complete, like, paid off line calls, it seems like. We've seen some outrageous things happen to Serena on the court. I don't fully understand why, but I mean, there's no question. It's on video, you know, so... In the 70s, there used to be guys, McEnroe, Nastasi, who have won Grand Slams. Mm. But 
Nastasi has been caught mooning a player. Mm-hmm. McEnroe, he didn't appreciate a call. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't go back out to the court. Mm-hmm. And he just stood there for a long time. He was finally disqualified. Mm-hmm. And they had to take him off the court. Mm-hmm. But... I believe that back then they didn't give sanctions, mm. so it doesn't look that bad, right? Curios yeah. is entertainment. Mm. I, I guarantee you, someone in the ATP is saying, "Thank you for being there." He's bringing in the inner city people. Yeah, he's not a moron. Why do you think he has the um, Kyrie Irving shoes? Yeah, you know, it's they're, they're, he's bringing people that normally would not watch tennis. Yeah, for sure. He's bringing the bottom line to these people. The Mm. ATP better do something Mm. because if not, they're going to lose a lot of money. I guarantee you that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Now, I have a question for you. Mm. Djokovic, as I stated, against Medvedev in the semifinals in Cincinnati, he blew a gasket. Mm. He was cussing at fans and it was caught in the air. And everybody excuses it. When Nick Kyrgios does something, oh, heck no. He's, he's on the spot right there. Mm-hmm. Why is it? I don't fully understand this uh, romance that the politics have with Djokovic. But we see him do things that have gotten Serena penalized, um, Kyrgios penalized several times. Um, he's definitely had crazy outbursts. He's definitely broken frames. He's definitely retired matches early. You know, this is a guy who does not have, you know, a clean record. No, like, perfect stripes on his belt or anything. You know, this guy's, he's a normal human being, and he gets treated like a saint. I don't fully get why. Um, And I think you brought up the point earlier, you know, this is a slam champion. This is a, his accolades precede him. We should give some slack to the guy, you know, because of what he's accomplished. But I don't think that's accurate. Is it because he's the ATP president, council president? I don't know how much weight that holds. I don't know. (laughs) Well, there has to be something, right? Because like you were saying earlier, we've seen these things happen to Serena with the crazy calls and penalizations. And I do think that the tour has proven itself to be sexist. I can say that. Um, the tour is clearly sexist. The tour clearly, um, they favor people who win a lot. So I think that the difference we're seeing between Kyrgios and Novak is more about the tour wanting Kyrgios to kind of bend his back to the ATP tour and respect the officials before they give him the leeway that they give the rest of the men. And then I think uh, with Serena, it's kind of like she's been in the opposite direction. She's going, screw you guys. Women rock. Women are the best. And we're seeing the tour kind of get rubbed the wrong way by it, you know? They they don't like the friction. But I don't think this is a race thing. I really don't. Um, I hope it's not. But, yeah, I don't, I'm not seeing that correlation quite yet. I'm not seeing a Sloane Stevens get ripped off. I'm not seeing a Naomi Osaka get ripped off. I'm not seeing Venus get ripped off. You know, I'm seeing a successful female who's dominant and making a lot of changes for women to match men get treated a little bit differently. I think that's the, you know, the pivotal point there. So, I mean, uh, I think you had another point you wanted to bring up or something else. Yes. 
Djokovic always gets excused mm. when compared to Kyrgios. Yeah. Well, he's earned the right. Right. He has major, 16 or 17, whatever he has. Yeah. Kyrgios doesn't have any. Right. Well, the last time I checked, Serena Williams at 23. Yeah. And she gets mistreated badly. Mm. When Djokovic breaks a racket, let's slap him on the wrist real quick. We won't give you a point penalty. Mm-hmm. Look what happened at the U.S. Open last year. She didn't even see Patrick Margulu. I think mm. that's, I don't want to butcher his last name. Hopefully I got it right. Mm. She didn't even see him give her coaching advice. Mm. And bam, point penalty right away. To whereas with Djokovic, it's okay. Let, let's wait a couple more points, then we'll give it to you. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, man, it's that inequality. Um, Serena is seen as a threat, not to other tennis players, to, to the tennis association. She's seen as a threat. She's a juggernaut, and I think they're trying to slow the juggernaut down, you know? Um it's funny because now she's not quite playing where she was at that time. But, you know, it seemed like Serena could do and say whatever she wanted because she was so elite. There's nothing the Tennis Association could do to control what was happening. She is going to the finals of every tournament. She's showing up and doing what she wants to do. She's winning. The fans love her. Everyone is, you know, bending over and, you know, kneeling before her. And I don't think they like that. Serena's name transcended the WTA name. Right. That's insane. Right. And it's as you stated, they stand up for each other. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to take stuff. And that's what's scaring their organizations. Yeah. They want to keep them under control while mm-hmm. they're making money for them. Yeah. It is what it is. That's what's happening. Yeah. And that's why the unfairness is going on with Serena compared to Novak Djokovic. Yeah. But that needs to be fixed right away. Yeah. Now going on to the last uh, topic. Every tournament has a grand slam, has sweepstakes mm-hmm. in order for uh, people to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. When they buy a package, they get it costs a lot of money, but it comes with a lot of perks. And they're trying to sell those packages. The, the, and now this was, uh, the wording on this was a little off. This was the wording. If you win the sweepstake, you get men's semifinal matches, tickets. Mm. If you lose in consolation, you will get women semifinal tickets. Plus, you get to go to a restaurant of your choice. Mm. And you get to take pictures with a player. Mm. What do you think about that? I mean, was this a typo? No, because the typo is when you accidentally type something wrong when you meant to type something else. That's a typo. This was a slip up. This was someone accidentally saying how they feel. Um, I think that they really did believe that's a consolation, you know, Um, and that's a complete insult to women's tennis. We're talking about, I think we've had this conversation. We've seen where... You know, the women completely blow out the men's sales in certain uh, rounds of tournaments based off the matchups. Uh, I think we were talking about the Serena match where she ended up not making it. Right. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, it was completely sold out. I'm like, are you kidding me? Before the tournament started. Yeah. And that's why I think it's ridiculous. We're talking about a woman whose name is bigger than the sport of tennis. She is bigger than tennis. 
There's no way around it. In American culture, I can't speak for overseas. If you go to some random Joe Schmo and go, hey, man, you into tennis? They'll go, no, but I like Serena Williams. You'll hear that nine times out of ten. You know, um, that should let them know this is the face of your sport. Not men's, not women's, the sport. She's the face of it. She is as popular or more popular than Federer, Nadal, Sharapova. Everyone knows who Serena is, what she looks like, and what she's done. I can't say that for everyone else. So, I mean, I get that our listeners are tennis people, so they all know Federer, and they right. know he's probably the greatest tennis player in history. But no. Yeah, in um, pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Serena, everybody knows Serena. Yeah. And not Federer. Exactly. So, I mean, it's a slap in the face to tell someone, hey, the face of the sport is a consolation picture. Go watch her for free as a consolation. Second place. Are you kidding me? That's like saying, hey, you know what? We know you lost the sweepstakes, but go get a picture where LeBron is a secondary prize. Come on. This is the greatest player in the NBA. Don't do that. You know, just because she's a woman, I don't want to I don't want to get that. I get it. The women's tour is in a weaker phase right now. But that's not any reason to disrespect the impact of women's tennis because the biggest player of the last 25 years is a woman. You know, it's just the facts. So, yeah, that that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, even with the statement of the uh the the competition, mm. it's still a slap in the face. Yeah. Yeah, uh whoever did that, that's a big slip up. That's a they firing have, if yes, I ran that company. They have editors that read that, yeah. people on top of those people that can read it. That's just it's insane for them to say that. Someone should lose their job. Right. If I'm in the ATP or WTA, someone's fired. And is as you stated, Serena sold out. Mm. You know who the final that year was? Mm. Nadal Fetter. And they weren't sold out. That's how powerful that was. Yeah. So they need to correct it, make it right. Don't do that anymore. Jeez, man. We're starting to sense a lot of inequality in our sport. <laughs> but nonetheless, yes. it's a beautiful sport. We will be, uh, will the draws for the US Open be out next week? Yes, most likely. They're in qualifiers right now. Okay, so uh, hopefully by next week, uh, next episode, we're going to do some hot takes. We're going to talk to you guys about some draws and some predictions. I'm looking forward to it. Um, let's pray for Federer's draw. <laughs> let's pray. <laughs> Cross our fingers here. Um, and let's pray for Coco Goff because sure. people, uh, people are speaking highly of this US Open run for her. And Absolutely. I'm worried for her. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. All that next week, ATP Podcast.